Scott, uh, where are we? Uh, we're walking down this wooded road. Yeah, but, like, where are we? I feel like we're lost. Then I should lay down some candy. Well, okay, not all the candy. Leave the mounds and the Reese's Pieces, okay? We have other food. We have potatoes and molasses. Why are you singing that song? Because we're over the garden wall. Oh, okay. Still weird. Don't want to eat that. Over the garden wall is in the basket. The The writer's writer's bagel bagel basket. basket. If dreams can't come true, then why not pretend how the gentle wind beckons through the leaves as autumn colors fall? You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Sorry, Jeff. You lose. It was Professor Plum. I said Plum. The men you seek think you are dead, he must have been. We're going to pass the start of the Bernoulli Convergenator. If he puts the car in fifth gear, he can jumpstart the whole thing. We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Roger's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Curland. I am Haley Curland, and that's a rock fact. And if you haven't guessed by us literally waving it in your face, we are talking about Over the Garden Wall on Roger's Bagel Basket in a special bonus episode. Why are we doing a bonus episode? Because we were bad and we didn't give them the episode of... uh... The Iron Giant, like we promised we would. We were buying a house, guys. <laughs> I, I don't think you understand how crazy it made We are us. self-funded, <laughs> self-produced. If you would like to change that, though, let us know. <laughs> yeah, tweet at us. Or tweet at, us. tweet at us to start a Patreon. Oh, yeah, we would love that. Yeah, give us money. Please. Uh, please and thank you. So... <laughs> Over it's, the- it's just for the batteries, really. <laughs> Nobody tells you how many batteries you're going to go through when you start a podcast. <laughs> um, Over the Garden Wall was a mini series created by Cartoon Network, and I think surprise, surprise. I think it was their first mini series. Was it? I feel like there have been others after. Okay. I, I feel like this like set the tone. But who directed this? Um, Patrick McHale. McHale. <laughs> Uh, one of the guys who created Flapjack and uh, co-creator of Adventure Time. As someone who's familiar with those shows but hasn't watched them all the way through, I would have to say this is his magnum opus. Um, I'd have to agree, except there are a few episodes of Adventure Time, which like... Yeah, like, you know, I know that like Adventure Time is like, you know, really well done and like the writing is pretty solid, but, you know it's such a long it's it's a longer series this one is like just short and sweet like literally it's 10 episodes it's long. a mini series yeah and there's like what are they 13 minutes long per episode between 11 and 13 like you minutes. could easily like watch this all in an afternoon like we did yeah <laughs> <laughs> well the weird thing is like the the people who nor are the networks who normally do miniseries are like HBO or Showtime. Like you yeah. don't expect a children's cartoon network to do a fall Halloween based miniseries. Oh, it's so good and so beautiful. Like the the backgrounds in this alone are just exquisite. I totally thought I that I love like 
just looking at the background. I totally thought this was going to be different than it was. Like, I thought that that because they had Elijah Wood and his character was kind of like, you don't find out he's a kid in a Halloween costume until like much later. But I, I know they kind of start like the first episode starts kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Which I love because it, it begs more questions. It, you know, it doesn't give everything away and it makes you pay attention. Well, I thought that this was like they were playing on the fact that he was Frodo. And yeah, then, then I thought they were from this world. But as we find out later, spoilers, they're not. Well, because of how they're dressed. Like, yeah, one is dressed like a garden gnome and the other one has a teapot on his head. But it, but he Greg is wearing like pantaloons. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, um, yeah, I just realized we didn't even give a little synopsis of the show. But, yeah, it's <laughs> Two a Two boys are in another world. Series. Yeah, it's like, I I look at this as if, like, it's like Disney meets Nathaniel Hawthorne meets Ray Bradbury. Meets like you were Sam Raimi. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's the story of two brothers, Wirt and Greg. They're lost in the woods. And they get, like, they along the way, they meet, like, all these characters, like uh, the woodsman, a bluebird named Beatrice. It's it's really cute. Like, do you feel like kids could actually watch this, though? No. I, uh, not regular kids. Like, any, I I think to understand this, you, you have to be over the age of nine. Yeah, I would agree. I would say eight might be plus, a little too young. Plus the, um... The the beast is a little scary. It's very Miyazaki. Like when yeah. when they show the actual beast and he's made up of all of these other like dead people. Oh yeah, you get that like very leather face flash. That was well done, but also terrifying. Um, so the funny thing about this was, so my brother mentioned you know the show to me, which shocked me because like I was friend I of was, the podcast, Cole. Yeah. I Gotta give could him not credit. believe I hadn't discovered this before he told me about it. Because this came out in when? 2013, 2014, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there should be a copyright on yeah. the bottom. Or is that when it came out on DVD? We have the DVD. We're looking at it right yeah. now. <laughs> well, the DVD is copyrighted 2015. The show is copyrighted 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah, that came out a while ago. Oh, God, we're old. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Elijah Wood is a weird actor. I don't mean like he's like a weird person. He's actually a very down-to-earth, smart person. But he made weird choices after he made Lord of the Rings. He's like, I'm going to do small stuff. Yeah, like, but I feel like this is a really good choice for him. Like, he was perfect for this role. Well, he stuck to voice acting because he was doing this at the same time that he was doing, like, Tron Uprising and, like, all these other cartoons for, like, Cartoon Network. Wasn't he also doing Wilfred at this time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that didn't last very long. Five seasons. Yeah, it did? It yeah. lasted five seasons? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even think it made it that long. No, the original series only lasted um, two in Australia. But along with um, but Elijah made- Wood, we get characters, well, we get voice actors like Melanie Linsky, Chris Isaac, Christopher Lloyd. John Cleese, B.B. Newworth, like- Shannon Saucerman, Tim Curry. I am shocked. They got like the gold standard of like voice actors. <laughs> and then they got like people from the late 90s who you totally forgot about. Sorry, Shannon Swasserman. And then there's some that are uncredited like um, who plays the voice of Auntie Whispers again? Tim Curry. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, but this is like 
Oh, this was around the time his health was failing before his stroke. Mm. So you can kind of hear his voice like, like John Cleese, as you, you told me, was Lady Adelaide. Yes. He changed his voice to a woman's voice. Tim Curry's voice is just Tim Curry's voice. That broke my heart because I, I remember asking you, like, did he change his voice? And you're like, no. He had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like but, I, I couldn't even say the words as it was I had to like mumble it no he yeah. had a stroke but Chris Isaac we were talking briefly um, Chris Isaac originally was supposed to sing all of the songs yeah but he had a commitment issue so I think he only recorded Over the Garden Wall and then they got an opera singer Tender to, is the Night Tender is the Night yeah he sing, Yeah, that's the other song he sings who, who sings the other songs then uh, I forget his name I think okay. like Jim Brockert Okay. He's they're an opera. beautiful songs. Yeah. He, like, they're very folksy. He's a member fit. of the Metropolitan Opera. Well, la di da And I, his wife is the the cloud queen, and she's also an opera singer. <laughs> uh, yeah, the one episode I didn't like. Um, That's because, like, that... Okay, so... Uh, Mikhail did, like, a love letter to Hanna-Barbera, Ray Bradbury animation from the 70s mm. for Halloween stuff. And then he went all the way back to the 1930s with Charles Fleischer mm-hmm. um, for for one episode. And that's the most fucked up episode. Yeah. I did not care for that episode, but that's like, I understand what he was doing. And it's not a bad episode, but if I had to pick my least favorite one, that would be it. Not mine. Um, yeah. Bef- actually, before we start talking about that, we should talk about like, I don't want to go episode by episode, but I definitely want to talk about the first episode. And I want to talk about the second last. So okay. we'll talk about those two. Sure. In great. Um, I'm trying to remember everything. Sorry well, if I sound like I'm <laughs> mumbling and like we okay. just watched 11, uh, 10 episodes. Of yeah. All, all 10 to talk about it. Um, but <laughs> so the, the pilot. Yeah. The pilot opens with uh, Greg and Wirt. They're wandering in the woods. They've is got- that called? Is it called? Uh, the Unknown Beyond? No, it's um, The Old Grist Mill is the first episode. Oh, okay. Um, but even before that, we get a frog playing a piano, and we see these like series of images, and they don't quite make sense. Some Once are... again, for Shocktober, we talked about David Lynch making a uh, an infomercial, David Lynch making a sitcom, David Lynch making uh, The Muppets, now David Lynch making a kid's show. <laughs> Yeah, it it does kind of. It's have... very twin twin peaksy. Yeah, um, especially in the when they get to, um, hard times at the Huskin Bee. Yeah, um, but that's the second episode. Um, so Greg and Wirt are wandering through the woods. One is dressed like a garden gnome. The other one has a teapot on his head. I feel like I already said that, but you, you gotta reiterate. It. Yeah, I mean, so. I thought they were part of this world. And part the, of this world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so they're wandering around. They're lost. They stumble upon... Uh, the, the woodsman. The woodsman. Who is Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Okay, and Christopher Lloyd in this, like... He does a really good job. He's kind of heartbreakingly beautiful in this. You feel really bad for him. Well, yeah, because, like... He may or may not have killed his daughter. Like, <laughs> did you kill your daughter? No. 
Maybe. <laughs> but he like he's wandering around with an axe and he's carrying a lantern and <laughs> warning children of the beast. I'd be a little scared too. I'd run. Um yes. <laughs> I actually uh so little I did a lot of research on this. The mill you find out is Beatrice, who is the bluebird. Yeah. It's her house. Right. And you can see there are little details, like rewatching this again. I mean, I shouldn't say watching it again. You and I, like, we watch this at least once a month or at least a episode. Yeah, like, definitely, like, in the fall, though. Like, this is... You started in August. I know. Because <laughs> we year. were we were living at the apartment when you... Yeah. St- yeah. So, um, so well, it's it's very it's like a peaceful show, even at its like most scary. I feel like it's a show you need to watch when you're sick because it's very yeah. it'll lull you to sleep and then you'll have fucked up dreams. <laughs> um, oh my god, there were skeleton people with pumpkins on their head, and Christopher Lloyd was but, there, and so was Elijah Wood. Oh, <laughs> how many drugs did you take? <laughs> I was watching a children's cartoon show. Um, yeah, but how many drugs? <laughs> None. Uh, I so, have a fever. <laughs> um, but so we learn right away, like, the relationship between Greg and Worth. It's well established. They're brothers who hate each other. They don't hate each well, other. Well, Greg likes Ward, but Ward can't. Ward blames everything. Yeah, he, he definitely lays most of the blame on He's Greg. a shitty brother. He starts out that way, definitely. Like, he's like, oh, this is all your fault. You know, if you had been paying attention, it's like, you're the older brother. And that's as it's pointed out by... Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. You're the eldest. You need to take responsibility. It's yeah, not my fault. You have fault. it backwards. Um, <laughs> you destroyed my mill. Um, but it wasn't his mill. He stole it. Yeah. He stole well, it. he says he found it abandoned and he's making <laughs> use of it because... He stole it, Gilbert. He... He's creepily gathering trees and turning them into oil for Which his I didn't lantern. know that was something you could do. It's not. <laughs> I mean, around here, it would be like maple syrup. Or, well, because you find out that the trees are people who were turned by the beast into trees. Yeah, spoiler. The oil has to be blood. Yeah. It has to be blood. These are Sam Raimi trees. <laughs> it's sap. No, it's blood. Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> In in this episode, like, it's so short, but, like, it's, like, a good... I was told in film it's school... It's a solid pilot. Yeah, I was told in film school that a good short film or good short animated uh, film should should feel like a movie, even though it is, like, a snap. Like, it's a flash in the pan. Yeah. Um, And this one does a good job. Yeah. And, like, we we do get hints about, like where Wirt and Greg come from, but you still don't make that connection because, like, they're, you know... There are little details, too, like the black turtles are supposed to represent the beast or, like, they're... They they give you the same essence of the beast because when... Spoiler alert, there's a dog that looks like the beast, but he also looks like he was stolen by Miyazaki, like... (laughs) Yeah. He um he has the same eyes as the beast. Oh yeah. Well, there's that, but also um they they do think he's the beast when they first encounter him. I love when Greg is when Greg first meets the the were dog as I'm calling him. Um and he's like 
you have beautiful eyes. <laughs> that tells me everything I know about that. I must that. paint you. Yeah. <laughs> that tells me everything I need to know about that character right there. Um, but as they find out, the the beast is the dog. All right. The, the beast is not the beast. It's yeah. a dog who actually you find out later it's Beatrice's dog. Yeah. But there's like little things like that here and there. It's like a, it's just a beautifully layered short story. Like I just picture like there's a leather bound book of this somewhere. There actually is. There is? Like the, the Cartoon Network gave gave them out as like promos. Oh, uh, damn it. So like <laughs> only a few exist. Like if you have them, we will buy it off you for a small, not expensive price. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at us at Writer yeah. Bagel Basket. Um, um, but yeah, this, this, this pilot sets everything in motion, but you don't realize it's setting anything in motion. And I love how even like, you know, how the episodes end, like even they make even like the, like there's always this like undercurrent of like evil. I don't Question know. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they show greg and Wirt like walking into the distance and then there's and they're always at a, there's always a fisheye lens as they're yeah. walking away like almost cartoony yeah where you just have the black and then the circle with them yeah in it. and beatrice is like silhouetted against the moon but it's like it's not a peaceful image it's like a creepy image and same with like the second episode where they just show it ending with like a leaf blowing in the wind and then it gets trapped against this fence post and i was like this is a very kind of dark image, and I don't Sometimes know why. Sometimes I feel like somebody's watching me. Really? That's literally every time <laughs> Every time the beast shows up. Because he is like this dark figure in the woods, and he's like singing this like very haunting melody. Private eyes are watching you. They see your every move. He's an opera singer. What do you want yeah, from Yeah, I know. <laughs> um... uh, <laughs> He's just, it's, it's literally like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> if only they got Michael Crawford. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, that's the first episode. That's the very first episode you get. And you yeah. get the sense that the the um, there's a larger story with the, um, the woodsman, which there is. And... He's an idiot. <laughs> like, he's blindly tricked by the beast to think... Okay, if someone tells you that they took your daughter's soul and put it in a lantern... Don't believe them. <laughs> if you believe that, then I have a bridge in Brooklyn you can buy real cheap. Yeah. Um, but it's like, again, it's like, you know what that reminded me of? Like, the Hawthorne story, Young Goodman Brown. Or The Devil and Goodman Brown. I forget what it's called, but so... All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about this guy that wanders into the woods where he meets the devil and... I, I forget exactly how the story plays out. Are you talking but... about the devil, the devil and Daniel Webster? No, no, that's the lawyer one. Yeah, <laughs> that is also Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yeah, no, I know. He told a lot of stories like that. He he was he loved that devil, <laughs> loved him so much. Yeah, but um, but it it just really reminded me of that a lot. I mean, this is very Hawthorian. Hawthorian. Uh, yeah. Hawthornian. Hawthornian. It's very Nady Hoths. <laughs> um, but. What it, What was your favorite episode? 
Oh, that's lie. episode nine, which we'll talk. Which which one was that? Into the unknown. Oh yeah, that's okay. Where they so get, yeah. we'll talk about this one in depth, and then we'll just go through everything. Yeah. Just okay. So this one is my favorite because you find out that it's actually 1978. Yeah, it opens with Wirt literally sitting on a bed and then you realize oh wait this is before right but you don't know that because of the previous episode it ends with him falling into the lake and you don't know if like he is in like purgatory Mm -hmm. and purgatory is 1978 you know ohio there's two things i love in particular about this episode one where he makes his costume and he's standing in front of the mirror and he's just like yes Yes. <laughs> His grandfather had a Union soldier's jacket. Hey, listen. Some people love to reenact uh, battles. <laughs> how creepy How creepy would it be if it was a Confederate? Oh, no. Wart, no. Or what if, and this is a larger story here, what if that's a costume he got over the garden wall and... Like, that's how he and his brother are able to get <laughs> into that world. No, that's Civil Like, what War. if it's like, yeah, like that Colin Malloy, Wildwood-esque sort of uh, deal yeah, there. this is very Wildwood-esque. This, yeah. So this episode, I liked it because, you know, I love Stranger Things. And this episode actually kind of felt... It really did. It um, had the same tone to it. Because, like, the town that they live in, it's anywhere America. It could be Hawkins, Indiana. We don't know. Um, and, uh, Wart is a emo boy. (laughs) He is. He's, like, making mixtapes for this girl. To be fair, when I was in high school and middle school, I did make mix CDs. Oh, of course you did. But that was, like, that was, like, how, like, boys showed their love, I feel like. Like, that was, like, the cheap Valentine's Day card, so to speak. Yeah, the funny thing is, like, I say I say cheap like <laughs> cards are cheaper. <laughs> the funny thing is like you know girls they didn't like me but when they found out that I had good taste in music they they would still ask me to make big CDs for them. <laughs> They're like, "Oh man, your your taste in music's really good. Can you make me a mix CD?" And I was like, Sure. I was like, sure, I'll be your best friend. <laughs> oh, 14-year-old emo <laughs> I was like, um, Wart. So, yeah, I like this episode because it shows how unconfident Wart is. Yeah, he really, like, and... He thinks he's not invited to a party, which he was clearly invited yeah, to. Yeah, and I, this is one of the episodes where I did listen to the commentary, and they purposefully made his uh, competition... Which is the second thing I love about this episode. Yeah, that, that, the Jason Funderburger. Like the way. Um, the entire series, they're talking about Jason. Uh, Funderburger. Funderburger is like, he's like this jock and he's like really cool and really suave. Hey, Sarah. Are you ready to go? Hey, Jason Funderburger. Oh, hey, Wart. Let's go, Sarah. Uh, you coming, Wart? No, no. You, you go. Have fun with Jason Funderburger. No, he wears a business suit and like, he talks like this. If this uh. was a live action movie, he'd be played by Michael Sarah. Yeah, but they yeah, but they talk him up like he's like the cock of the walk. Well then they do the misdirect because then like uh when Wart is like going through her jacket, there's this jock guy who's like, Hey, get away from there. He goes, Hey Sarah and she's like, Hi Jimmy. Oh misdirect, you sons of bitches. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, they purposefully did that to show how unconfident and like, like just, just the level of confidence a lot of kids have at that age. Oh, I, this was Where me. they compare <laughs> themselves to people they don't need to compare themselves to. Like, it took him almost dying to realize that he had to be cool. Yeah, basically. And like... I I love how like every it's, time you see Jason uh, Funderburger, he's like, "Hi, I wouldn't say cool. It's just like he doesn't have this self confidence to him that he needs. He needs to be the cock of the walk, baby. Cock yep. of the walk. <laughs> um, I also love I love the character designs of the kids in the costumes. Like, yeah, they've got the, especially they, Sarah. Yeah, they they specifically went for the like that old school like cheap costumes that like were basically popular around that time yeah um like the creepy clown uh the I egg forget. yeah the, the egg, egg. The egg surprisingly was, the egg the egg was actually really big in the 70s and 80s <laughs> like um and then why though i don't know <laughs> like like honestly the way you can tell that this isn't like 19 19- 90 or even the 2000s is no one is dressed as a superhero (laughs) yeah well it just like the atmosphere they create is i I still don't understand how greg's halloween costume i understand the teapot (laughs) being his trunk for being kind of like a savant yeah because like because they show later he's actually super like intelligent and insightful but he's just socially awkward he's socially awkward and I mean, granted, he's like a really young kid, right? But he's, he's like just five. so open to everything. That's why, like, when I first saw him, I thought he was definitely part of this universe, right? Because he's just he embraces it. He's like all over the place, and he's just he's just like, oh yeah, I I'm in this magical new world where animals talk and bluebirds. Well, actually, that's the, that's favors. the thing. Animals don't talk. The only animals that do talk are the ones who have been cursed by Adelaide. So, Jason Funderburger the frog? <laughs> I guess the frogs are, like, mystical. Okay. Like, frogs are good. Turtles are bad, which breaks my goddamn heart. Because what is my I know favorite... I you love turtles. Sea turtles are my favorite animal Well, these the are world. land turtles. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I love turtles. Turtles. I know. They're black turtles. Um, Ugh. And... Yeah, and apparently they make, like, a good snack for creepy witches. Yeah, they chip, they chop them with their chopping knife. Um, no, I, she just, like, literally just eats yeah, them. Yeah, it's uh, so gross. Yeah. I, oh, one Which of our phones wonder, is going like, off. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's okay. Which makes me wonder, like, do the turtles grant some sort of, like, magic power? I don't think they grant magic power. I think that... Like, are they... Like, maybe they're the spies of the beast? They are the spies of the beast. Okay, and by that's eating what I them, thought. By eating them, they go into the host's body, and they then they can spy on, like, Beatrice and, and Fred the but... Horse. Fred the Horse is actually my favorite character. <laughs> I want to steal. Beatrice, why are you pretending I'm this guy's nephew? We need money. You're scamming him? I was thinking more like flat out stealing from him. What? No way. Why not? We already stole a horse. Hey, guys. No, we didn't. Fred's a talking horse. He can do whatever he wants. I want to steal. In this episode, in Into the Unknown, I love how everyone, like, they, they make comments, um, like Sarah, 
who I thought was Sarah Gilbert, and it's not. It's not Leslie uh, Leslie Winkle from Big Bang Theory. It's an actress who sounds eerily similar to her. But she has a line, and she goes, "Oh, we're just going to the." to the um oh yeah we're going we're going to the graveyard oh is there like no we're doing age-appropriate stuff you know telling (laughs) stories and drinking juice and then they're telling stories and they're actually drinking orange juice like hey we're gonna go to the graveyard oh are you gonna do something there nah we're just gonna hang out and drink age-appropriate drinks like juice yeah and whatever age-appropriate stuff that's not illegal hey you should come when, I can't rap. Did that ever happen when you were in high school? No, those kids were drinking and doing drugs. Like, <laughs> what are you guys uh, doing there? Heroin. What, you've never played hide and go seek in a graveyard? No. I did. <laughs> what what have I always been afraid of since I was a little oh, boy? Oh, this is true. I was I was terrified to oh, go into a graveyard. It's so much fun and playing what, hide and go seek in a graveyard on a moonlit night in the fall. And and the thing that like always was my Achilles heel is that my Boy Scout troop, we had our meetings at this church that was located like next to the cemetery. Yay. So so I'm like, we're not going outside today, right guys? Please no. <laughs> so like cemeteries being wart in this situation, I do not think that I could enter that cemetery. I'd be like, okay, Sarah, goodbye. You have a good life with Jason Funderburk. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and then we, they show them, like, uh, I guess they get chased by the police. Or... I, okay, the police, or as I called them, Coach Steve <laughs> from Big Mouth, because, like, he would be like, hey, slow down, you're under arrest. Nah, nah I'm, just I'm just kidding, kidding. it's Halloween. Yeah, like, that's like Coach Steve. Nah, I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, I was just joking. And so they you're end my up best over, friend. they literally end up, literally and figuratively, over the garden wall. Technically, shouldn't it be called over the cemetery wall? Garden, cemetery. Moratorium. (laughs) Mortuary. Um, But, and then they... They they end up on train tracks. Yeah, they dodge a train and then they end up in water, which we see in the very beginning of the first episode. Like, you see flashes of, like, shadows, like, in water. It tells the entire story, like... um, Yeah. You you see uh, John Cleese's first character, the the tea baron. <laughs> he um. That's another good episode. I did I did appreciate that episode. Yeah, well, when you meet like the best characters, the, they're they're only in like one or two episodes, which is good. Yeah, you don't want to like beat that dead talking horse, so now, to speak. My favorite episode is um, ooh. I think it has to be Songs of the Dark Lantern. Which one is That's the one where they one end up that? at the inn. Oh, that's the one where um Yeah. He uh Greg eats like 12 plates of food. Yeah. Well, I like it because we we learn more about the beast. We learn more about Greg and Wirt as well. And that's when I began to feel like, "Oh, okay, they're definitely not from this world." Well, you, you don't you don't buy uh, Wart as uh, the pilgrim, <laughs> no. as they call him. Well, oh, I, I, I get it. You're the pilgrim. That's that's another episode where I listened to the commentary, and that was like basically, uh, uh that was bar stories. <laughs> no, it was like a commentary on like how in stories, like the hero always has to be the young lover or 
the soldier or like the you pilgrim. know the pilgrim and it's like no i'm just a guy asking for directions <laughs> please help me if they called um, him the man with no name i would have walked away <laughs> yeah um but i yeah i like that um we learn more about greg and Wirt and their relationship and it's like i like the framing of that story as well yeah it's framed um, well where it's- it ends with is that where we first see the beast? We see I his think. eyes. Yeah. And the, so they're leaving with Fred the horse. Yeah. Um. Who? Okay. So Fred the horse is played by Fred Stoller, who is actually he's already been on an episode of Bagel Basket, not as a guest. Um, but in. Um, but he could be. <laughs> probably, I could easily get him if I tweet at him. Um, he was in. The episode of Bobby's World, he was Boo Bradley. I'll wow, be your body. There's a throwback. He was the guy who, because he's friends with Howie Mandel and he wrote on that show. Ugh, that just gave me whiplash. <laughs> I'll be your body. So he's I want to st- voice acting for a long time. Well, so Fred Stoller looks like Ray Romano. So really? w- when Ray Romano was like getting really famous, Fred Stoller really couldn't get much work because they looked oh, old. No. So so he took jobs hey, writing. Are you Ray Romano? No. no. You sound like Ray Romano. I'm not Ray Romano. Yeah, you're Ray Romano. Deborah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, um. So so he is my favorite character, who is Fred the horse. I want to steal. So so the people who talk, as I mentioned, have been cursed by Adelaide. So that makes you believe because all of the other animals. In the school and the frogs on the ferry, with the yeah. exception of uh, Jason Funderburker, the frog, um, <laughs> they don't talk. Mm. The, the only animals that talk are animals who were cursed by Adelaide, the good woman of the plains or whatever they call yeah, it. Good witch of the water, who, whatever, whatever she's called. Um, so, um, but she's the one who turned Beatrice into a bluebird and her whole family because she threw a rock at a blue... Well... Did she? No. She threw a rock at a bluebird that then was she the, got that cursed. was that was one of that I guess lived in the tree that Adelaide lived in. So uh, that that's what Beatrice said. Uh, okay, I don't remember her saying that, but um, either way, Adelaide is the only one that can change Beatrice into a human again. So I'm guessing that Fred, the horse who likes to steal, tried stealing from. Maybe it's like you know. It's fun to think about the other backstories of these characters. And I, I just love in that episode where where Wart is like, we're not going to steal. And no one else wants to steal. And then, I want to steal. <laughs> uh, Fred it, the horse, also the enabler. Yeah, very Bojack Horseman. <laughs> what do you think of, uh, like, we we both love Greg. Yeah. What do you think of Beatrice? She's my second favorite character. I like I, Beatrice. I yeah. I like how she actually has a good heart. You think she's being like mischievous and evil, but when she realizes how good these people are, she doesn't want to hurt them. Well, even then though, she like she didn't think that when she made that deal with Adelaide, like that Adelaide was going to keep these young boys. And that's why she's willing to sacrifice herself. Right. Right, she's like, she literally says, oh, I thought you just needed them for yard work. <laughs> um, and, and then she's willing to become like a vegetable 
like a mindless slave yeah to protect wart and greg yeah and that's why and then she commits murder (laughs) she commits bloody murder (laughs) um well you know some witches it takes water others it takes an open window (laughs) oh her death is so gross yeah um i also like how they don't like hint at really any romance between greg and or not greg um wart and beatrice well it's one-sided because she clearly likes greg i think so but also like you know she (laughs) like there's that scene where he's like well i guess we all we have to do is spend quality time together and she's like get me out of here um well that's before she gets to know him and then she gets to know him but I, you know, it's so, it's a I feel cute. like easily they could have, um, they could have easily, you know, done that. Like they could have gone with that trope where he enters this magical world and then he falls <laughs> in love with this girl turned bluebird. But I like that they didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been weird because all of this, like, Although he Over- does, like, have a thing for the girl who's possessed by a demon, as it turns out, which is episode The Ringing of the Bell. Well, that character is played by Shannon Sossman, or Sossman. Your brother likes her because she's in a little movie called A Knight's Tale, and she is, she is what's her name, uh, Jocelyn. Is she? I didn't realize she did voice acting. Well, when you can't get anything else, you settle for voice acting. It shocks me because voice she's... acting is like um... Yeah, but like she's beautiful. I'm shocked that she can like has she done anything else after a night's tale? Oh well yeah, she did a few other Heath Ledger movies, but Oh Yeah. <laughs> and a hush falls over the crowd. <laughs> um, um But yeah, I mean What's your least favorite episode? Uh the school one. Really? I I didn't hate that one as much. I just so I hate the. I mean, I, hate, I don't hate any of them, but I'm saying I, I that one I understood why. I don't I hate it there. either. It's just my least favorite, and like it 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 it's so weird. Like you have like a guy in an ape suit who turns out to be voiced by Tom Lennon <laughs> from Reno 911, and like I love how the school teacher in there. She's like, he's been gone for three days. He cheated on me and left me. Well, that's you know. That's the times. <laughs> and her her father. I I gotta be hard on them and sell these instruments. Like I knew oh. it was a bad investment to start a school for animals. Also I Yeah, ha- maybe. Maybe ha- it was. I hate the song. <laughs> oh potatoes and molasses. If you want some, oh just ask us the warm and soft like puppies and socks filled with cream and candy rocks. Oh potatoes and molasses. They're so much sweeter than algebra class if you hate potatoes and molasses. Which as you because I did not understand at all. I didn't get it. Like I just thought it was one of those weird songs, but as it turns out, that's what they used to feed children. I guess is what you told yeah, me. Yeah, that's what back in like, well, not 1978, but but back in like the 1800s. <laughs> back in the 1800s, they would feed because of like you know, uh, failing economy, you know, not enough meat. They would feed potatoes and molasses. I can Be- see that because you got the starch. Starch, and you have the sugar. Yeah. 
It's like just enough to keep you going. Yes, yeah, like it's turnip cheap. stew. <laughs> yeah, it's cheap ingredients. Disgusting still. Oh, potatoes. And then, shut up, Greg. Fine. Oh, it's really creepy like when Greg is like dying when he's in the, the becoming the tree and you hear him singing once again, but you hear like a, a really creepy version of You didn't notice them? No, not at all. Oh, it's so creepy. Uh, well, it should be playing backwards. Stop it. <laughs> it's creepy. It's too creepy. Um, my least favorite is Babes in the Wood. That one is my... It, I don't like that one either. Um, uh, yeah, it's just... I. The extended dream sequence, I understand why it's in there. And I understand the purpose it serves. But I don't like it. The one I think is actually the most underrated is uh um the the uh lullaby in Frogland. Yeah, because, I mean because that that brings to light certain things like when you're in a dream or coma, whatever. Um you you're able to do stuff that you're not able to do, almost like inception like Wart can only play the clarinet. He can't play the bassoon and then in this world he can play the bassoon. Well, he even says there's like similarities between them, but um. But what is weird is last night I had a dream that I was really good at playing the guitar. Really. <laughs> and then I woke up and I don't know how to play the guitar. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna turn into Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, you mean you'll become a rocket scientist slash physicist slash brain surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and play that one song that goes boo do 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 Um There's the T shirt. Um What just that one song that goes. Yeah, no. Um Um Yeah, so like that that's what I like in that episode is like the frog can sing, Wart is really good at playing the bassoon, um and he's so good that that you know, the people on the ferry, the the frog cops are like... <laughs> the frog cops who step on tadpoles? Oh, man, they kill kids. <laughs> okay, as I've talked about on this podcast, the two things... Well, I talked about it earlier this month in the... Um, You're afraid of death. And the unedited footage of a bear one. The two things that make me upset uh, is when there are kids who are getting hurt in a movie and kids that are murdered in a movie. And well, on, keep in mind this is a cartoon. He They're stepped tadpoles. on a frog. He, yeah, he but, stepped on but a tadpole. But not not just that, but the whole when Twice. you <laughs> when you find out that Wart and in uh, uh, Greg are dying, like well, Greg, yeah, Greg is definitely dying. The whole thing is like the beast wants them to lose hope, and that's how you become an Adelwood tree. I did. I really like the symbolism behind that. I it made sense. Like, because you're trying to trap these, like, wayward souls, and then you have 
like the Axeman cometh <laughs> and turns them into Marty. oil. Yeah, which he's like, I didn't know this is what happened. Like, I didn't know this is where they were from. I didn't agree to this. Sure. Um, wink, wink. No, I, I, the series is brilliant. It is. It's but absolutely brilliant miniseries. But when it misses the mark, it does miss the mark pretty hard. Like, I think that the school one is a very missed opportunity. School Town Follies is a big missed op- opportunity. Well, it doesn't really further the plot, although it does showcase the relationship between Greg and Beatrice and, like, also how Greg kind of... I mean, Wart? Sorry, Wart. Um, <laughs> Elijah Wood and Melanie... I just don't... Yeah, like I said, I don't understand how you name your kid Wart. It's got to be short for something. Um, but... Yeah, how he just kind of goes along with what everyone says. Like, he literally stops tying his shoe because Beatrice is like, come on, let's go. It's like, no, I have to tie my shoe. He's he's very much a follower. He's not a leader. And by the end, he becomes the leader. Honestly, I feel like if you add that, that plot point to another episode and, and, and took out School Town Follies, you didn't technically need it. I don't think you needed that episode. Mm. If you added that plot point in um, yeah. the Husking Bee or even uh, Songs of the Dark Lantern, like, it, it, you, that's why I don't like that episode. I know, you really don't like it, that It doesn't episode. serve a purpose. No, but that's, again, how I feel about At least the Babes ba- in the Wood. At least that scene. That one does serve a purpose because it that's does, where, but I that's where Greg sells his soul to the beast to save work. No, I know, but I just don't think the dream sequence had to be that long. Like, it was, like, weird. It goes off on, like, a Wizard of Oz sort of tangent. Don't be afraid. <laughs> yeah, and then you got the Blue Fairy in there. Like, it just, I don't know. For me, it was too long. And I feel like that you could have, I don't know. They had 11 <laughs> minutes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, they do make good use of, like, those 13 minutes, like, for each episode. Well, what I didn't did, okay, so what I didn't understand is why they even had to break this up into, like, a miniseries form. Like, why couldn't they just do this, like, like a made-for-TV movie at the, like. Because I think because it's. The way it would have been cut as a movie, because it always kind of starts out the same where they just like they're traveling and then they encounter something new and to have that keep happening. It would just the tone would be kind of off. Well, or or if they're going to do it as a miniseries, like you could at least make it each like a half an hour and clump them together. The the first two. And then the second... I don't know. I, I really like it as like just like a 10-episode series. Because, you know, especially with kids, too. Because this is something kids could watch, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying really... that they would have to do it like back to back to back to back. Yeah. This is a show that you need to follow. Like yeah. Once again, bringing up the Twin Peaks of it all. You need <laughs> the to pay... Twin Peaks of it all. <laughs> you need to pay close attention to it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm only on episode... Like three of Twin Peaks? You're on episode eight. Oh, I am? Okay. I guess watch that over again because as you said, the Twin Peaks of it all. Well, with this, like, if you don't pay attention to the opening and closing of the of the show, 
you're going to miss a lot because it tells the entire story of what you're about to watch Yeah. in that opening. Uh, it's got, it's definitely, like I said, it's very storybook-esque. And Melanie Linsky, so do you know who she is? Nope. She's, she's an indie actress. She was in, did you ever see Heavenly Creatures? Nope. She was Rose on Two and a Half Men. Nope. Don't remember her. Never saw Two and a Half Men. Okay. Um, she's been in everything. If you saw her, you would know her. She actually used to be married to Jimmy Simpson, who is William from uh, um, Westworld. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of the McPoyles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh. she she's an indie actress. She's been in everything. And she was filming a movie with Elijah Wood at the time. And he's like, I'm doing this animated series for Cartoon Network. And their actress dropped out who was Natasha Legero? So weird. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's like, yeah, I'll do it. Count me in. And once again, this is what I said. Elijah Wood is so smart that he went from, he said he made all of his money with Lord of the Rings. And continues to make money. <laughs> and he's always going to make money, but he he ends up picking and choosing his projects. And he likes... He really... And I say this knowing the implication. He really reminds me of Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> in terms of the decisions he makes, well, not just in looks. I know they get like, they definitely... That Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman thing? Yeah, they get... Well, they get Dylan mistaken. Dylan McDermott, <laughs> They get mistaken for each other a lot to the point where like they're signing autographs of each other. <laughs> um. Uh, someone asked him if he would if they would make a movie together and they want to do it so like as brothers yeah <laughs> definitely um but like he picks and chooses his roles and and like because like, i think he's one of the producers because he has a production company and they make horror movies oh. um i think he i think he's part of a24 okay that that wouldn't surprise me in the least but he makes so much money yeah he has but a again, horror comedy like called cooties Daniel and it's about radcliffe is always going to make money from harry potter and he's always going to make money from Lord of the Rings, and then they make and the first Hobbit smart, movie, like indie decisions. Like, what was the first movie Daniel Radcliffe did after Horns? Yeah, Horns, which not a lot of people like. I do. It was weird when I first saw it; like, I didn't know what to make of it. But now I kind of like it. Um, and then he did uh, What If, which he was nominated for a Canadian Oscar for. <laughs> but like Elijah Wood does the same thing. Like after he did Lord of the Rings. He did Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Ow, that was my hand that you just heard cracking on the... Um, <laughs> he did Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. He's done, like, a bunch of indie films, including a movie called Grand Piano, where he's a concert pianist. Um, and then he does, like, a ton of um, uh, animation, and I guess Cartoon Network calls him when they need someone to fill in. Mm. Okay. So, like, he's so smart. He's yeah. such a smart guy. Yeah. Elijah, come on to the podcast, please. Please. Can we be best friends? <laughs> um, I'll let you talk about uh, The Good Son. What's The Good Son? Oh. That's the movie <laughs> he made with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I just coughed, not on purpose. <laughs> uh, that was perfectly timed. Uh, that movie. <laughs> so what else do you want to talk about with us? Um, Is there anything else? I don't know. I think we kind of like really covered it. I um, don't want to spoil how they get rid of the beast. That's something they need to no, watch. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's very it's, clever. I, I love that ending. I, I love uh, Wirt's 
like growth over the course of this series. Oh, another famous person who we forgot to talk about is uh, Beatrice's mom is played by Shirley Jones, who is the mother from the Partridge family. Oh, okay. And a partridge is a bird. And she plays a mama bird. (laughs) Hello world, there's a song to be singing. We don't have the rights for that song. <laughs> Come on, get happy. Um. So yeah, I love I love the mom. I love her mom. Who's in there for like ten seconds? Eat your dirt. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Turn us into bluebirds? <laughs> Eat your dirt. I love how she says that to uh, to Wart, and I, he actually does it. I would love it if like she like like pissed off a duck and then she. <laughs> Her whole family got turned into ducks, and she's just sitting in the water like, God damn it. <laughs> I I love this series. Um, it's all, like, when I was trying to think of stuff that we could do for a bonus episode, I could have gone cliched, and I could have had us talk about Hocus Pocus. Yeah, but... But, like, everyone does that on the podcast. That's for another season. It's for another time. Three years from now. Yeah. <laughs> um... So how many bagels? Oh god. We gotta we gotta review this as a whole. Yeah, as a whole honestly, for what it accomplishes, I gotta go with a straight thirteen. I gotta go with ten. Really? I'm I'm more forgiving because like it is like a children's program, she said in air quotes. Um but for what it accomplishes in a short period of time, I'm giving it bonus credit for just the art. The art is incredible. The art is amazing, it's but beautiful. I have to take three off. I got to take two off for those two episodes. Okay. I mean, one off, one each for each of those episodes. And then the third one is because I didn't want it to end. I no, I'm just I kidding. I know, but I like... No, um, because like the third one comes off because there are certain things that i feel need to be addressed in this that aren't there are certain questions that i'm left with that they could have easily answered and they don't yeah and there's the question will they ever end up over the garden wall again also they really like i wish they they explained better that that over the garden wall is a metaphor for the afterworld yeah it's yeah it's definitely like a dante's inferno sort of deal yes um but yeah i'm i'm a little bit more forgiving this is clearly a passion project and it's done very very well again i like the story i like how it's like darker typically it's incredibly dark this is a very very dark show yeah like this would have really like i would have loved this as a kid um this would have been my bread and butter I, okay, no one. I'll give this. I'll give this eleven. I'll put one back. You because, don't have to give eleven. No, let me explain. I can be the good cop. No, no, no. Let me explain. <laughs> um, because it does pay a loving tribute to old Hanna Barbera, um, which I surprisingly don't like. But... And an old, you know, Ray Bradbury like animated stuff when he was writing stuff in the seventies. Like I, I like that. So yeah, I'll give eleven. Okay. I'll be nice. You'll give it eleven. Yes, I'll turn You'll it You'll give it a Stranger Things 11? Yes. I'll um. give it 11 Egos. <laughs> so next time, our bonus movie for this month is a little film that also has Melanie Linsky in a cameo 
What? Yeah, and the main one of the main characters is actually named Dr. Linsky. It's Peter Jackson's The Frighteners, which is my Ooh. favorite Halloween movie. It's actually one of my favorite like horror movies of all time. Fancy. Yes. So you can watch that on Voodoo, on Hulu, on I think it's still on Netflix. It's definitely on Amazon Prime and you this can rent it. This would be the it. time for it. Take a break from the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yes. Which if you're <laughs> which not we watching. Have to finish. Yes. Um and yeah. Give uh, the Frighteners uh, a shot because it's it's definitely a good Halloween movie. Yeah, it, it's my favorite Peter Jackson movie. It's Peter Jackson. Yeah, he directed oh, it. Oh, I didn't know. Wait a minute, it takes place in New Zealand. Why? No, it I... takes place in Massachusetts, but he filmed in New Zealand. That's what I'm talking about, though. It's it's yeah. Why am I surprised? So yeah, um, you can find us on Twitter at Writer Bagel Basket. No vowels, all vowels, no vowels. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram now at Writer's Bagel Basket with everything intact. Like us on Facebook. Give us five stars on iTunes because the more notice you guys give us, you know, the, the more... better off we'll be. The more batteries we can afford, and the more you know episodes we do. Like we're we're turning out a ton of episodes this month because you guys have been listening a lot. Yeah. So, and we appreciate Thank it. Thank you. So until next time, I am Scott Kerland. I am Haley. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them.